and I was like, I just want a burger. Like I was really hungover, and they brought me this burger, and I almost threw up. What was it? it? You know what? It, you know what it reminded me of? If you took, if you took meat and cooked it, and then froze it, and then thawed it out again, and then mashed it into a different shape patty, and then maybe <laughs> let it, and then maybe froze it again, and then thawed it out again. <laughs> It's Gear Buds time. It's Gear Buds, yeah. It's Gear Buds time. Everybody's going Gear Buds, Gear Buds, Gear Buds, Gear Buds. That was maybe the best one yet. You have a new job on this show, and, <laughs> yeah, the, and okay. you have to start improvising the song. I got to bring the heat week. every every week. Gear Buds podcast episode one hundred and ninety three. My name's Henry. His name is Dave. It is. And this is the podcast that we do for y'all every week. And it's called Gear Buds Podcast. And we talk about gear and being buds and uh, random shit sometimes. I, too. I, who knows? I. It's a very good thing that the beginning parts that we've always done before we actually record the podcast get deleted immediately. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on. The, uh, the secret tapes. If None you know. of it particularly good Mm-mm. but this is particularly good tell you mm-hmm. what symphony of corrections when your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes and your weekly thank you for listening to this thank you pile of whatever it is follow us on the stuff subscribe at the stuff email us at the stuff gearboats podcast at gmail.com and i'm gonna just i'm gonna keep this on here uh for this week i'm gonna say hug your pets for me Keep that just one more little reminder and another reminder that if you reach out, we'll shout you out. And also a reminder that, um, I'm lazy and forget to check this stuff a lot. So I'm sorry if you've reached out recently and also, uh, check out the gear buds reverb shop. More stuff on there. I haven't checked it out. Have, this you, week. have you taken, taken a look? No, yet? but now I'm excited to. Yeah. There's, there might be a couple amplifiers on there. Ooh. Local pickup only. <laughs> Not shipping that <laughs> shit. Well, if you know Hank, you know that he plays heavy and loud amplifiers. So, yeah, USPS will not have to oh, do that. Oh, man, with I that. should get heavy and loud tattooed on me, I think. That'd be a sweet tap. That would be a really fucking sweet tap. Uh, yep, amps are in there. I don't got any rare feetsies this week. I don't know if you've seen any gear feats this week, but... Uh, um, we, I've seen some shoes, but they weren't r- worth like really seeing. No, anymore. I'm going to start putting my Crocs in there just to make other people happy. If there's a Croc spot, we got we to gotta look <laughs> that. Uh, we do have a rare find of the week that you and I talked about a little bit earlier this week. Only 67 total of this particular model ever made in existence. You want to you want to guess? Do you have any idea what it is we're talking about? Because I know we talked I about forgot. it. I forgot. We sent each other too much crap. Stuff. It was the... Uh, there are a couple actually that were interesting. Uh, are, that are two that are available on Reverb right now. But the one that I really liked was a 1961 Gibson EB6. Oh. Which uh, for, for those less... Uh, knowledgeable on the subject than us i that sounded arrogant i'm sorry uh it's uh, maybe true but uh <laughs> it's a it's got an eb2 body did you send that to me i did with what? six strings and i feel it's, like i remember this and it's so it's they kind of marketed it at the time as a six string bass but really it's it's a baritone are you cheating on me with another gear bud dude i'm positive i sent I it to know. you i did i have to check the files did. all right it might have been in the heat of, the, of battle when we were sure. sending a bunch of hot links back sometimes and forth. Sometimes it's each just other. a hot day. I yeah. sometimes miss stuff. I'm sorry. But no, no. Uh, this was, there are 67 total, 
it's an EB2 body before they, because they eventually made an EB6 that had an SG body. You've yes. probably seen those before. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, still pretty rare, a, but yeah. of course, but it's still, this is, this is the semi hollow. Uh, there were only 33 made in 1961. One of the rare, I would call that not only one of the rarest instruments Gibson's ever made, but I would call that just one of the rarest bases ever mm-hmm. made, right? I Absolutely. mean, from, from an actual company, that's not some one-off, you know, Aztec base, like, <laughs> like I stuck. Yeah. As far as with. like numbers go, like, yeah, the lowest, the Aztec. Base <laughs> yes. As far as uh, numbers on like a, I guess you could call it mass production or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it has a PAF at the neck, okay. no bridge pickup. You know, I kind of want to, uh, you know, I wish I had Might both. Just route that. Oh, yeah. Just fuck up one of the most rare instruments <laughs> yeah. and beautiful of all time. Uh, like I said, there's currently two for sale on Reva right now. Uh, and uh, the one, the 1960 that's available, I, honestly, I feel like this is can be said about almost every really cool, expensive bass on Reverb, is that uh, it was once owned by Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Cool. And uh, do you have an, you don't remember, obviously, you don't remember me sending it to you. Do you remember how expensive they are? No, but I mean, I'm going to guess it's in the five-figure range for sure. Sure, yes. Uh, in the $20,000 range? You know, I wouldn't be, be surprised someday, but the, there are two available in the like fourteen five mm. to fifteen range. That's interesting because that's, I mean, in a way, that's kind of like base six territory, which aren't as rare as this are thing. That, are base six is that expensive? Oh, yeah. Like a, like a pre-CBS base six with the original finish. Oh, you're easily in the 15 Oh, why do you think I got so excited when I saw that one for five that was just a little bit hacked yeah, up? Yeah, sure. Like, wow. Yep. That's, that's, I didn't I know. know if you know somebody, you might be able to get one. Yeah, if you know Nine, somebody. Ten. Yeah. Just, just, just sub five figures. But yeah, this one, the wow. 1500, I think is pretty decent. And they're, both of them are in pretty solid shape, which kind of, again, you know, the fact that these didn't like really take off and uh, they're not played very hard kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. Because maybe it's just like not that cool to play, dude. Look, I mean, we we talk about baritones or you know bass sixes or baritones, whatever, uh, a lot here. And to me, it there's no, it just it either has all the functionality or just not enough functionality to be like the main instrument, in my opinion. To be the like, main bass instrument, yeah. Because like you know, obviously, there's people who have played them exclusively. Yeah, Cure and like Jack Bruce had one that he played for a long time. But like when I think about it, I go, I want to play guitar chords on it. I want to play which don't really sound particularly great. Sometimes they're a little muddier. You, you probably want to you probably want to get a little bit higher up the neck for those. I would almost be more interested in like a double neck with the I'm bass s- and the guitar. I'm so interested in a double neck. Yeah. Well, we know. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, that's oh. a, the fact that there's two for sale right now. Yeah. That's rare. That's Go pick crazy. them up and uh, maybe we'll have a little uh, Gearbuds yeah, duo. Let us know. Uh, what do we want to talk about next? Ooh, do you want to talk about a little little gear controversy that i came across love it dude there in fact not only is there one story that i missed out that had happened i i guess at least for the last like year or so uh there's another one uh and and it's actually concerning a product that we talked about recently so we could well why don't we just start there let's dive in i noticed i don't know how i missed this story before but uh, you know those those we've talked about them a lot those amp in a box pedals Mm -hmm. that are all the rage and, and like they're done so many different ways well we I believe we've actually probably even talked about both of these, to be honest, but I'm positive we talked about one recently. Uh, so the company in question here that is being accused of things is Blackstar and their Amped One pedal. Okay. Which we talked about, and it's got, yeah. I believe it has like a little power amp sort of deal built in, but it's got the preamp you plug into. People Maybe love there's Blackstar. like reverb. I, I, there are some Blackstar amps that I totally futz with, man. Uh, Blue Guitar founder Thomas Blug, who... Uh, 
makes a similar product called Blue Guitar, uh, which uh, blue as in like the color blue. Yeah, but his name is Blue, but it's okay. it's Blue Guitar smushed, smushed together is gotcha. the name of the company. Cute. Has been selling one of those I think since like 2015. I want to say I, may, I might have that in the notes. I can't remember. I don't see it here. I want to say around since around 2015. He was one of the first of this game where he really put the whole kit and caboodle in a pretty like rel- you know modestly sized pedal. Sure. Uh, I guess back in, I want to say in like August or something. No, maybe no. This one was more recent than that. He did this live stream on YouTube where he uh, compared the amp one, which he makes, to the Black Star amped one, which mm, on oh, those names are really close. close. Even number one, getting and, close. And so the, the, the same names, but uh, he, not only did he sit and note the similar names, he also noted that <laughs> he made he made it clear how much he preferred the sound of his own product, which is funny. Yeah, that's but great. he also said that uh, so he, uh, in this live stream he like had opened up both amps or both pedals and i guess there's a really special let's see i have i have a note in here somewhere about it uh there's a, a special oh it's a transformer i believe let's see yeah it's a, it's a type of transformer that he had custom made specifically to fit in the, his form factor to like accomplish the things that he wants to do it's a, a switched mode power supply mm-hmm. which is of note in this accusation well he opened up the black star amped one and it has the identical transformer mm. in there. What do you think about that? Oh man, you know, on uh, the fact that they're both switched mode transform uh, power transformers, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has started using that recently, and I feel like that's just like kind of the way of things in the future and now. And also, it, it it's been addressed. They Blackstar hasn't responded to these accusations. But, you know, other people have looked into these things, and it turns out they've, they've been using switched mode power supplies and some of their other, other products already that they're okay. like amps that they've brought to market. So so why not use the same thing in a, just a new product? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird. Electronic, the name isn't helping. Electronics are a weird <laughs> thing. I, I know that you, you, can't, you can't patent right. circuits like that. So all that stuff is pretty much just, like, out there, which is why, you know, people like uh, – Bill Finnegan with the Klon will goop it and goop stuff it, yeah. so you can't see what's going on. Say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I it's it's tough it's I it's tough to say, man. I don't it I will say that the, the name thing The name is, is not weird. a good look. It's not a good Literally look. all that's different is one is yeah. past tense. Right. Like, it's even the same number one. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Um man, that's a t- I it, when it comes down to stuff like this for me, I just go Make it, I mean, all right, do the thing, but make it better. If you're going to make it, if you're going to make it off something, yeah, then make a better product. It is. I, well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily better because I haven't actually played it in person, but it, it definitely has different uh, functionality and, okay. it, and it has, it, it looks, I mean, the form factor is the same. That's, that's the other thing is like this idea isn't completely original to either of them entirely. Like people have, have put like amps and pedals before that's, that's been a thing mm-hmm. where, that you've had sort of access to for years before sure. they came out but i will say that the blue guitar was definitely for this type of thing first to market but that's the point is there's a market and uh for every single product that ever comes out there's competition that comes out that builds on it but again if it is literally just like identically stealing it or if un- you, i feel like it's unethical but I, it's certainly not illegal otherwise you know the, yeah or a if case you against them literally took all the parts and just put a new box on it like that would be pretty fucked up yeah, which I mean, there we've talked about controversies like that in the past, mm-hmm. you know, and that's but you know that that's also a, and that's a different thing too. So this is a different product. The thing that I really didn't like is that during this 
live stream, Thomas Blug, who's a really ripping guitarist, by the way. Cool. Uh, he called out the guy. So on the circuit board for the Black Star Amped One, the designer of the circuit board's name was on there. Mm. And he calls him out by name on the on the stream like he mm. like this guy who is you know really who, who's to say how much he had to do with this yeah. entire situation yeah to begin it might with. not have even been it could have came from the top or something like that to just yeah to call someone out by name in a, in a thing that gets you know saved on the internet feels kind of weird to me mm-hmm. i don't like that. i agree uh the other thing is that there is definitely a big price difference between the two oh d- despite doing very similar things and similar form form factors the uh the black star is uh 300 bucks cheaper I was just going to say, I bet the Black Star is a lot cheaper. Yeah, it's four ninety nine. Bigger factory, bigger. Blue Guitar is seven ninety nine. So, hmm. yeah. That's a tough one, man, because I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I when I, when I see two things that are very similar next to each other, I assume the more expensive one's going to be made of better parts or maybe have more time put into it. And, and for something like that, if you can, uh, just, just plug into both of them and see yes, which one you like more. Of course. In, in the way that you're going to use it, too, because, you know... If you're if the, if the idea is to run it direct, well then try practice or test it out direct. Or if it's gonna you're gonna be running into a cab, get the cab. You know, have the cab there. So uh, just it, just let let your ears decide. Ultimately, I well, feel like I, I I I'm I'm certainly I, w- I certainly wouldn't not I wouldn't avoid a, a Black Star product because of this accusation or this story. It's is Black Star they're owned by another company, aren't they? I uh, thought they were I'm like not exactly owned by sure. They're Gibson they're British in some British. in some way, but Trim. I don't know um, who owns who owns them. I just wonder if they're like, dude, you're. We're not even gonna like deal with this because you're just too. You're small potatoes or something like that. You're small taters. I don't think Black Star is that big, but yeah, you're right. It depends on who owns them. And I are they are they associated with Dark Glass in some way, or do I just want them to no, because their I names don't are similar? Think so, uh, That's yeah, good that just might be me totally making stuff up and pulling out of my old butt. Uh, okay, let's talk about one other bit of controversy because this is this one's also a little, a little spicy. Uh, this is the saga of the Boaz one. Actually, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's B O A Z one. And Boaz sounds pretty good to me. Boaz. Uh, it was a conceptual <laughs> modular guitar with a very successful Kickstarter modular. Like how it please explain. It had these like body components that could like slide in and out to give you different pickups and like body shapes and ergonomics and okay. stuff. Kind of cool. Uh yeah 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 and, and they're and, oh by the way it's all plastic. Mm-hmm. I almost assumed that without even like dude there's so wondering. much I'm almost gonna just like it's I'm not gonna try to it you would have to, we would have to do some sort of like you know dun 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 podcast to like really tell the whole tale of it. Sure. Basically the deal is is took a bunch of money on Kickstarter. He I think he'd only asked for something like forty thousand dollars or something like that. Sure. And wound up getting, I might even have it in here. It like he wanted, over. yeah, he originally, that's how much he wanted. And then it got to up to like 415,000. Oh like my God. Way more people. <laughs> that's quite a bit. Got more. it. He's like, I'm rich. Oh, actually, you know, it was over half a million. It was, it was wow. Yeah. So raised a bunch of money. COVID hit. That in, in many ways is obviously going to delay things, mess sure. things harder, whatever. Happened to During this time. He then has been like, yeah, uh, haven't been able to like do this yet, but like, I'm still trying to get the tooling made for, and it gets made in China and you know, Mm. there's all this, you just can't get stuff from China and all this sort of thing. Shipping, everything. Gets like a first set of test molds. Because again, these are all plastic 
I mean, plastic, it's some sort of polystyrene, whatever uh, thing. And gets the first set of molds and is like, all right, I'm going to make what's called, oh, I've got it. I've got the name here somewhere. Uh, I'm going to make what's called the Plague Guitars. It's the bot, like the style of it and stuff. It's called the Plague because we're in a plague, you know. Gotcha. Um, But also, I think, to sort of signify that, like, these were the guitars like made during this time. Yeah. Uh, but so, and, and so the first set of molds aren't perfect. I guess it's like this, the process is typically you get three, like you get one, send it back or with change, get ch- there's you get changes made. Then you get a second round. And then like a th- the third set is the one that you actually end up using. So mm-hmm. the, these guitars are not going to be perfect. They're not going to be exactly <clears throat> what he wants. Yeah. They get listed for sale. I don't know. The numbers aren't, haven't been released of how many people pre-order, but it seems like a lot of people pre-order and they were some of it. Some of these packages were really cheap on the Kickstarter, by the way, it was like you could get a complete guitar with like pickups and shit for like 250 bucks. And that's why they probably sold. And then, you know, someone up. Yeah, exactly. And then someone up to maybe like 400 by the time, like certain early bird, blah, blah, blah changed. And then, so these other play guitars come up uh, and they're listed for even more money. I think it was like, maybe six to $800 or something like that. And this is like on his online store now or something. This is, they announced it on the, via the Kickstarter, which is important. And, uh, yeah, I think you would just like get emailed if you, if you decide like if you're part of this Kickstarter group already. Mm-hmm. So like, you're just going to get emailed yeah. if you signed up for this specific Updates thing. So the idea was they were going to sell an additional run of these to, to help get, because they, they ran out of money and even, even to make like, the original run so like oh we're the idea was well this or or so they say i guess and uh we're gonna we need more money to like actually complete the run of the initial guitars and we're gonna pay for that with the money from these play guitars which is yeah i know no bueno robin peter to well imagine if they only gotten the forty thousand. right exactly because with the money he made he still couldn't complete the orders it's yeah like, damn, he still dude. didn't even have the molds all that even stuff. close then there, so there's this main guy, and I think he, I want to say he's Israeli. Uh, I think he lives in Israel. And then there's this other guy um, who is kind of like the PR social guy. Like he was doing all the communication for the company. And uh, he was the one who made the announcement about these plague guitars. In the meantime, he gets fired because the main guy doesn't like him. I mean, we don't, there, there's going to be, there's gonna be going some, on. there should be some sort of fun documentary made about yeah, this. Eventually. Right. Uh, he gets, he gets fired. Then the CEO takes to the internet to make the, an update. I don't, I think the Kickstarter hadn't been updated in like a year and a half or two years. Oh, it was like shit. pretty fucked up. He makes an update himself and says, um, my request for my team was to only make a waiting list and not charge anyone until we'll be able to ship those guitars. I didn't want another commitment for something. I wasn't gonna be able to supply. That's not really how Kickstarter works, though. Not only is that not how Kickstarter doesn't work, it's also just not how being a CEO works. Yeah, like someone isn't gonna just you're like you're not gonna just like accidentally start a presale and they like specifically yeah. said like, presale like, and take money from people, and and then and then just like, but like a year and a half later, <laughs> not even oops, just like there's no way you couldn't like maybe like he said he wanted to what did he say he said to only make a waiting list so he just wanted to like gauge interest supposedly but then this yeah. he, he's accusing the other guy of like taking the money essentially he doesn't know any oh, anywhere man. i'm calling hardcore bullshit on yeah, that part yeah, of it because yeah. anytime a ceo claims to not know anything that's going on with the, yeah, their small business just talked about stuff like exactly yeah. you're full shit um but then uh this Gor- the, the other guy's name is gordon roberts and he's um, he's he's kind of like fallen off. He won't respond to anyone either. So no one really knows what happened with him or or, or the money or anything like that. So I'm, I'm just a lot of to, people are out of a lot of money. I'm just basically. trying to do the math. I mean, let's just say people bought in at 
$200 just to make it even mm-hmm. and they made half a million. I mean, I'm terrible at math, but like that's you owe a lot of people their money back. And I have a feeling that money is not even if, yeah, f- I or, mean, to make it product. easy, if you just say $500 into, into 500 million, that's 10,000 people. It right sounds there. like a, a bunch of things went wrong here. This is- and then now he's claiming that he doesn't even know how many people pre-ordered or, or what he's calling pre-ordered. Uh, these play guitars like he does he claims to not even have records of that so uh that's all yeah. on kickstarter.com <laughs> like he doesn't have a ballpark figure that's for the ridiculous. number of guitars he says uh it's it's really weird and he did this he did this other sort of like q a thing where uh he was like blaming this, this gordon guy and he keeps calling him mr g and he said uh one bas- in this session when uh, asked by a backer in contact with him to clarify who mr g is he refuses responding simply don't ask me again. Who is Mr. G? Then, somewhat contradicting this, he attempts to reassure the same person that I'm an open book for every question that you have. <laughs> I have nothing to hide. Feel free to ask me any question. Okay, who is Mr. G? That's yeah, right. D- exactly. is, does Mr. G exist? Do they coexist? Mr. G does exist. We, I think, there is confirmation that there is okay. another person. Uh, however, do you remember? Do you remember the old YouTube? I don't. We've talked about it before. I don't remember what context, but the, the YouTube channel guy, Gatologist. Mm-hmm. He got involved somehow. He likes to dip his hands in. The, he does like to poke in and get. get he likes getting in the controversy. Swirl up the cauldron a little bit. What did he have to say? Uh, he apparently had gotten in touch with this guitar maker guy and advised him to just like, yo, you just like make. You got to get those guitars made yeah. for those those first people, like I'll the first group. Yes. Um, word, I guess, hit the internet as it tends to in these sorts of situations he then had to make a video where he clarifies his role in this saying that he's you know just an an interested backer himself he like bought one of the guitars in the original kickstarter and you know sort of trying to like distance himself from any of the controversy or stuff going out that he just like he's like i'm just a supporter i'm not like a a business associate or like you know an official advisor or anything So, so nobody got guitars though no one has gotten any any guitars, no. Even though they, I mean, so if... And we're talking, I think it was 2019 was when the original Kickstarter was. <laughs> All we know is that they, they made a proto... Well, they finally got a prototype, and then they... They got the prototype molds. Right. I think he, you know, the he has posted a few more photos, like, standing in front of molds and stuff, and, like, the fact that he's, like, trying to, like, make stuff, but I don't... Ugh. No one has no one has any guitars yet. Well, I wonder what Kickstarter does in a situation like this. Like, if they get involved... They don't because, because I know Kickstarter have... is not a is not a, a, a shopping platform. It's it's right. just a support a money you know monetary support platform. We did one for our album way back in the day, and I think we were raising like ten thousand, and we got it. Um, the things we had to deliver were we were going to make you a video with like whatever cover song you wanted, which was a super yeah. fun experience. But the point is, at it had it not hit the ten thousand, everybody who donated would have got their money back. That's the one thing they guarantee. Is that if it hit nine thousand dollars? If it doesn't hit the 10, limit, right? Exactly. Everybody just right back in your right. account, no questions asked. Yeah, I've kickstarted a few things mm-hmm. in my day. Um, but yeah, what's to say they get the money? I mean, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. To be honest, I wonder. Oh, if it, it, does. it definitely does, but not. You know, I think this is an extreme example in oh, terms yeah. of how this much. Oh yeah, a ton of money because yeah, for half half a million billion. And the crazy thing billions. too is about like, you know, with China and everything. I I almost feel like you with that much money you could have gotten a mold made locally somewhere or regionally it seems i think like. well the thing is is like you have the tooling made there because then they use it there i think is the deal but i you know I, yeah i'm no i'm no overseas manufacturer i'm not either i'm totally talking out of term here but yeah it just seems like there could have been other decisions made so that's unfortunate man or or there's just there's just been lies told who not, you never know mm-hmm. who's mr g that's why we're just 
doing a little muck rake in here. I think that feels like a good symphony, which you know what it means, Dave. That's time. It is time. It's freaking time for you to get your notes out. It's time for Dave's docs. Dude, we're going. We don't need notes. Why? Where are we Just going? You, I, did you finally do Back to the Future? You no, broke down no, and yeah. <laughs> made a rock and roll movie. That would have been so bad. I only talk about the one scene where he's playing guitar. Yeah. No, there's there's two. There's a couple, right? There's yeah, at least there's, well, in the first one. There's like the first scene where he's got the crazy. There's like the rollover speaker, and like, jamming. and then there when he goes back in time, he has like freaking, a. And is that a PRS in the second one or something? No, it's a it's a it's a three thirty or it's a three fifty five, but it's not period correct. It's like a couple years too new. The one when he's in the future, though, isn't there a guitar? I feel like there's like a blue guitar at some point. Well, when he's just like in the present, he has. I think it's some sort of like yeah, Maybe Kramer or some yeah. shit like that. Dude, what do you got for us this week? I watched a fun little, a fun little ditty. Did you watch a little Rock and Roll Confidential? Close. Uh, I watched a documentary on Amazon called Rock Camp. Dude, I was gonna recommend that one too. Did I you just, watch I it? I didn't watch it yet. Ah. I just, I just came across it um, when I was looking earlier today. I watched it last night. That's so funny. I loved it, dude. Okay, I so loved it in the sense. I was worried that it was gonna be making fun of people too much. No, oh, no. Because um, I didn't see a trailer or anything. I just saw the name of it. I, watched, and I was like, oh, I'm worried I about I watched this. like 30 seconds of a like two-minute trailer. I'm yeah. like, I, that's what I do. I know you don't like trailers. I like to just watch like 20 or 30 seconds just to get an idea of like the, the angle that they're going for. Sure. I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was nice. It was heartwarming. Mm. Um, I even got a little emotional. It was. Oh uh, man! It had a lot that I liked, and I'll, I won't. I don't. I feel like I'm going to spoil it now if I tell you all about it, and you're going to watch T- it. Just tell us some. Tell us some good stuff about it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, I love questions. What if that average overworked guy just had a chance to play in a rock and roll band on the weekends? What if, Dave? You know, I mean, you know, we are blessed that we get to play in bands and we get to share a hobby with other musicians. Mm. And I I know a lot of our listeners do, too. And I think that's a special thing. You know, it is a wonderful communion we share in. And it what I like about rock camp on Amazon 2022. And it's not even a pay one. It's if you've got Amazon free Amazon Prime. Um. I would it's 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 a so I, I didn't really okay I've I've seen the Simpsons episode where they go to rock camp I think a lot of people have oh sure Mick I forgot Jagger about and that. Yeah. Keith Richards are there and like they're actually doing the voiceovers and stuff and yeah they give they they ask Homer if he wants to play bass and he's like bass <laughs> so funny um classic scene um well that's when I first heard about it from that episode from like the freaking 90s and the freaking uh, 90s. this is a real thing. This so rock and roll camp is a real thing. I think I knew this. Yeah. And um, where they had it at in this current one, they have it every year. It's where, where is it? This one's in Vegas, Okay. which probably makes it easy for all the all the people to get to and stuff like that. Um, it's started by a guy named David Fishoff, who was um, he was kind of a he was kind of in the music scene already in the 80s. He um, he was responsible for putting the monkeys back together in the mid 80s to go on tour again. Hey, hey. And he brought like he brought them back. And then he repped Ringo for the all star band in 1989. Cool. Went on tour with him. So he and then they show pictures of him with like all these famous musicians. Mm-hmm. So you're like, OK, this guy had the plug for sure. So he came up with this idea where he's like, why don't we do something where we can let people mingle with their favorite rock stars, jam with their favorite rock stars, and at the end of the week, perform with their favorite rock stars on stage. Huh. And so that's essentially what it is. How um, many how many how many people are there? I they never really so they kind of picked a few main characters to follow Maybe throughout. Gotta, yeah. Um they had this woman who's a drummer, which was kind of interesting because they show her playing drums in the beginning and she's like totally like a classic rock fan, huge KISS fan basically. Um and she's been there a bunch. A lot of the people are return members. So mm. it's kind of like 
I don't want to say it's like a secret society, but to get in it, you have to pay money. But I think you also have to be like knowledgeable about music. You can't just like, I don't think you can just show up and be like, I want to go to rock camp and like don't know how to play anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to have some kind of a couple two tree chops passion. So they show her playing drums in the beginning and then she's like, well, this year at rock camp, I'm going to sing. And I'm kind of like, wait, she's a good drummer. Mm -hmm. Like, What's going on here? So she decides she wants to do vocals. Then they follow this other drummer guy who played with like Lenny Kravitz and like a lot of famous people back in the day. But he kind of missed his window to join those bands. And then he went and got a job somewhere in Europe and came back and like the album came out and he never got it. He like missed that one opportunity. So he goes to rock camp all the time. Amazing fucking drummer, dude. Like this guy that they show. You'll see it when you watch the movie. Um, Anyways, they do it in Vegas. Um. I, I like the idea of it. They have they have the rock stars come. So basically they break up into groups. Let's say there's like let's say there's like twenty to thirty people okay. involved. Like as far as like the civilians we'll call them, right? The campers, I guess they call them. Yeah, we haven't even talked about what rock stars are there. Oh, I have a list. Okay. And it is long. So wait, do they are are they are the rock stars there in the beginning like of the week or do they just show yep. up at the end of no, the week? No, no. So they show up at the beginning of the week. Um They come in, they mingle with people. They do like seminars too. It kind of reminded me of Nam a little bit. (laughs) Like everyone's kind of sitting around, like, you know, they're on stage. breakout group. You know, telling stories. Like I remember they had the guy from like Stone Temple Pilots on just talking about like the band name, like just dumb little like stories and kind of fun things. And then some cool inspirational stuff too about music and how it like changed their life. And, and this, these are definitely like rock stars that are not like burned out and like, you know, over it rock stars. Like these guys are like Ace Freely was kind of the big one in it. Um, who's like, you know, and I, Ace is just like in the middle, like a, just, just jerking around with everybody the whole time. Well, or I'm sorry, not Ace Freely. Paul, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. That, that makes more sense. Yeah, it makes me. more sense. Um, yeah, geez. I always mix those two up. He, um, yeah, he's kind of like one of the main, I, I bet he's got like a, like a hand in the, in the dish, you know, he's kind of, sure. he's there the whole time. He's mingling with people. He's going around and yeah, they're all just kind of like mingling and then they break up into groups, and I'm not sure how they split it up, but it seems like what they have is the campers, there will be like you know one or two campers, or a few more, per band, and then they have counselors that are kind of like semi-pro or pro musicians that aren't like rock stars, uh-huh. and then each band gets like one or two rock stars, kind of. So Dave, tell me, you go to rock camp. Yes. Are you, are you a camper or are you a counselor? Well, the counselors work there like annually, right. so like they're. But, some, but I'm talking about in terms of like the the way like your your abilities. Oh, I think. I mean, honestly, the the counselors are like they're like you can tell they're musically inclined people. Sure, I think I well, can. So hang, are you? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm not like I think they have like a real understanding of like chords and like structures and like all that stuff. Like, like as like a an instructor, more of like, like a teacher. Kind yeah, because like I don't consider theory. myself like a theory guy. Yeah. And I think they have to have a little of that okay. knowledge to kind of help. But um, I, I could definitely hang with the campers, yeah. no doubt. Oh, yeah. And I could probably be like almost on my way to a counselor, you know, or a rock star. I think you, I'm well, right. That, that's, that was, I, that's why I didn't even Like, have you ever it. heard of this bassist? Her name's uh, Tanya O'Callaghan. She's got like long braids. She's totally badass, very attractive. She plays with metal bands and like she tours I don't know. with people. I don't know. I, it's kind of funny I saw her because I follow her on some of my uh, socials. And I was like, oh, I know her. And um, and she's one of the rock She's stars. one of the counselors. Oh, she's one of the counselors. Yeah, but, cool. but I know she's like a full-time touring musician right, also. Right. So like, okay. they're kind of like studio type gotcha. touring type people. Um, anyways, they fucking, they did show some rehearsal footage that was like a little rough. Because, you know, like that first day where they're getting together and jamming. 
They have like all these individual rehearsal rooms. How many people? What are the bands? Is it just like two guitars, bass, and drums for each one? Uh, a lot of them have like or keys, maybe at least two guitars, sometimes three. Oh, okay, sometimes a key, definitely one bass, definitely one drummer, and then like a lot of them, some will have like backup singers. I think they. They find a way to kind of get everybody to do something, kind okay. of like in that School of Rock movie yeah. when he's like, I'm going to turn the whole classroom into the band, even though you're not like playing an instrument or you're not like up front. <laughs> Hopefully nobody has to go there and road. Nobody has to be the fashion mistress yeah. or anything like that, you know. But no, they give everybody a chance. Um, but it also seems like a lot of the campers like knew each other and stuff like that. So they're kind of they're like, oh, it's good to see you again. It's uh-huh. like their big it's their big like vacation. for. The and year. one more question. How many bands are there at this thing? They didn't, I mean, you know, they didn't give you a list, but I'm, I'm guessing there's over a dozen. Okay. You know, um, and then you have to sit there and fucking listen to every single one. Oh my God. Well, at the end they do a showcase kind of battle of the bands. That's what I'm saying. 12. Like that's, I mean, that's so many bands. Yeah. It's a lot. And I mean, I'll, I'll get to the end. It's just like backline JCM 900s. Dude, there's so much good gear spots. <laughs> um, How many dad Pauls are there? Dude, it's any dad RSs. It's, it's all Paul. It's all Paul's Marshall's orange full orange actually i was i was happy to see the uh the bass stack 8200 with the 810 oh wow that, that was like on stage when they kind of showed up for the That's conference sick. um let me see what else i they kind of talked about the price a little bit oh mandy kind of heard i didn't i missed that part but i think she mentioned it was like five thousand dollars and, and it's a week i think it's a week it might be a short week though. sure um so it's like a thousand a day shit yeah so basically that's all inclusive I don't know if it's I don't I don't think so, dude. I think that gets you that gets you in. And so you're you're still paying for your You're probably lodging. paying I would assume you're paying for you're your paying. food. Obviously I, like any entertainment's on you. But. Dude, I mean, you know, let's be honest. These rock stars wouldn't be in it if it was like, you know, not paying very much, you know, cuz they're taking some money home, I'm sure. Sure. From so, all this stuff. Okay. Well, once I once I go down the list of Let me go down the list of yeah. who's there. Um, and these, this is guest spots and rock stars. So this is kind of, you'll have to take it for what it's worth. They interview some of these people, but some of them are just like, they show them on stage jamming with some of the past. Okay. This has been going on for like 30 or 40 years now. What? Yeah, I think it I think it started in like the 80s. I'm going to say 30 years at least. Damn, dog. Ready? Guest spots, rock stars. Alice Cooper, Roger Daltrey, they do a lot of interviews. Warren Haynes, Lita Ford, Joe Perry, Rob Halford, Gene Simmons, Sammy Hagar, Steven Tyler. Wait, Gene Simmons too? Gene Simmons is being interviewed on it, actually. Yeah, and he's he was part of it. But again, they show a lot of footage from the earlier ones too. So I think oh, okay, they kind of brought okay, people in. Yeah. For this year's one, I didn't like break it into categories. Okay, okay. But um I the a couple of the guys who were in it was Tony Franklin for this year's one. Okay. At bassist. Yeah. Fucking so fun. And he's so goofy and fun to watch. Like they kind of do a thing where they go home and like he's with his daughter and stuff and they're kind of hanging out in the garden. And I'm like, this guy seems like a cool motherfucker to hang out with. I loved his attitude. Yeah. Um, did you know he played with The Firm, which was Jimmy Page's super group oh in the my 80s? God, that's right. I mean, I didn't know that, but I do remember The Firm he, now. And he strictly plays fretless electric bass. That's amazing. He has a signature uh, Fender oh, P bass. Yep. He did that. And one guy goes, sounds like a cow. <laughs> funny. Um, okay, hold on. So uh, Steven Tyler, Sammy Hagar, Rick Nielsen, Journey, Def Leppard, Tony Iommi, Paul Stanley, Jerry Cantrell, Mark Farner, Bill Wyman, Nancy Wilson, Nick Mason, Buddy Guy, Jeff Beck, Dave Mustaine, who does make an appearance in the Damn. actual movie, and Zach Wild. Dude, um, that's insane. Yeah. I guarantee Nita Strauss has done this. Dude, I was thinking, oh yeah, I was thinking, like, I could see you being a counselor. Because you, you're musically inclined enough, and I feel like you could just get in there and, like, 
kind of help people out. It sounds fun as hell. I just, I mean, I, I do have theory, theory knowledge, but I'm not, I don't not, I mean, it's, it's weak. It's not as strong as it once was yeah. or it, even maybe as, as strong as it would even have to be. I'm not sure, but, but I don't, I, I, don't I mean, know. I, maybe I went a little too far with the theory knowledge thing, but I think what they're kind of showing people to do is like, always have fun with it. Hmm. Don't try too hard. It's just music. Like that's kind of the whole mentality behind the thing. It's not a high pressure situation. Although I'm sure a lot of the campers get like, like at the showcase at the end, there are a lot of more like super nervous, you know, because they're not, they're not, they don't play in bands at home. Like none of these people are in bands. They're playing, just like yeah, playing with other people is a very different thing. Yeah, and they're they're just people who love music. They love the bands. Yeah, like the uh, like the woman who was on the drums in the beginning, who became the vocalist. She was so nervous, but she was playing in the band with Paul Stanley, and they do like some Kiss covers. And I'm sound great, but uh, <laughs> they do some Kiss, co- you know. And it's just like it's like for them, it's just an escape. It's a vacation. It's kind of like. Same people that go to like those weird like sexcations and stuff like that. Like you pay the money yeah. and you get well, in. Uh, what was like uh, well, Paradise, Florida, or what is there's a yeah a uh, Eden Temptation Temptation yeah, I, yeah. But um, dude, I I loved the whole approach. You know, we sometimes we do forget like music should be really fucking fun. All these all the rock stars from what I saw from this footage, everybody had a great attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody was like you know showing up like they didn't want to be there. Everyone was super helpful. Dave Mustaine comes in at one point. And there's a guy who's playing guitar and they kind of go into like his life a little bit and his son and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, he's playing guitar and Dave Mustaine's like, no, no, no let me show you. Can I borrow somebody's guitar? And he's like, here, put this on. And it's like this crazy BC rich, like flying V thing. And, uh, and then now next thing you know, like Dave Mustaine is playing a lick that you're learning on your guitar, on your guitar. and then he gives him his pick back. And it's just kind of this cool, like, so I don't know. Some of it was like, I got a little cheesy dad style on it. I you love know? it. You gear boomed. I gear boomed. Um, wait, um, did, mean, we, we didn't talk about the boomer guitars yet. Who, what kind of, what kind of guitars oh, people, it was were, like what, all what Les Pauls. Playing? It was all Les Pauls. There were definitely some PRSs in the mix. But are we talking, are we talking a lot of flame? Are we talking a lot of, a lot of actually this one kid, bursts? this one kid was playing, um, a pretty cool, like wine red, like a mm. 70s style uh, custom mm. which might might have been old it looked pretty fucking sweet mm. i do like the wine red especially with Dude, the gold can you imagine red. trying to having to just like just like pick what it, like you got can only bring one one guitar and you're like i was Damn, curious what am about i gonna that. bring because they had this kid come who was a bass player he was a camper but he comes like it, he looked pretty experienced like he'd been there a bunch he brought just like an epiphone pe- or an epiphone bass like mm-hmm. the thunderbird bass but he had his gig bag like when the van picked him up so i was like oh he brought his own guitar so but, I, yeah you've got to you can bring your own, or I, I'm sure they have an array of B-Y-O-G. guitars for you to choose from, um, which is kind of nice if you're traveling there and stuff like that. So, hmm. um, dude, I, I don't know. It was just a nice, sweet documentary. I have a little wrap up. I wrote it was a dad rocking overload, a retired rock star overload. They're all pretty damn good. Like meaning like mm-hmm. the campers. They're, nobody was there. Like I've never played a drum set. I want to play drums in the band. Yeah. Like that's not who it's for. Uh, it was fun doc. The musicians all genuinely wanted to be there, which I thought I, I got that from it big time, which was which was kind of inspiring. That's to important. Be like, they're not just all disgruntled, like fucking. Oh, I was big in the 70s. Fuck you. You know, um, and they and they you know, this is the part I didn't expect. The rock stars themselves do get inspired from these other from the campers. Of course. You know, just being like seeing the joy in their face. Yeah. Reflects back on that them. energy, man. It's a great energy. And it, I think that was kind of what I got out of. Dude, it. are you saying we should go to rock camp? Yeah, I don't really want to 
want to spend five thousand dollars. Here's the other thing: if I could just I go, admit, especially now with the fucking documentary on the only Amazon about it, I guarantee it's going to be way harder to get a seat in that place. Yeah, they said uh, the David guy was talking when he started it. The first year, he's like fifteen people showed up. Yeah, he didn't say like what the rock stars were there, but. Um, yeah, he was basically like, I didn't think this. It was just a dumb idea he had. And dude, then what like a wonderful marketing idea this is. Um, I I want to ask you this before I give it a, a, an arbitrary yeah. rating. I'll give you my arbitrary rating first. Okay. I give it I give it seven out of seven and a half out of ten dad rigs. Oh wow, that's kind of low for you. I it's a little like. low just because it was like again, it's a it's a surface level yeah, doc. It's sure. not and it's not covering like a specific person, you know. But it made me happy mm-hmm. and I liked it. Love it. And it wasn't like boring. Um. I want to ask you this. If you were a camper yes. and you got one rock star in your group, oh. who, who would you play with? So they, they actually like jam with you and play with you? Oh, so I, maybe I didn't explain that. Yeah, so they get these rehearsal rooms, and then I think it's like a week. They practice every day. So you, you break off into your band? Like you break off into your band, and they have one all the separate then... rehearsal rooms. Everything's set oh, up. They got PAs, and all the okay. drums and amps are all set up. And then you rehearse. So it shows the people rehearsing. So it's like, bands. say, like seven campers and one rock star yeah or like maybe like four and one some of the bands there was a really good kind of like heavy band and they had like you know i think that had uh tony franklin on bass and then the two other kids were just like awesome like metal players uh-huh. and they only had four people okay. and, a, and a singer so they had five but and like, and then you're playing covers it's all covers for sure like mississippi yeah. queen and shit like that well of course the, the metal guys were probably playing like you know megadeth battery or, or some shit at one point the metal guys are practicing and then dave mustaine like walks in the room and he's he's such a frumpy like looking dude like he's he just a, looks like he's pissed all the he's time a weird, weird guy yeah no and i i, I kind of secretly love him yeah but, same but I, don't, I not so secretly love him I, I, you just outright love him i kind of do outright love him no yeah. but i have to say i i like that he was even there it was kind of cool right um and it, yeah, it was just, and that was the cool part where he's like, no, let me, let me show you how to do it on your guitar. And he grabs the guy's guitar. And, yeah. You know, it was just neat to see that normal people mingling with rock stars and not just at like a conference center where you like sign this autograph. Okay. You know, it was more of like an intimate. So thing. they're in the band. Who do I get to so choose? He, so let's, let's just, you know, counselors aside, let's say you get one rock star. Yeah. You know, I, I would assume you'd be in like one of the heavier bands. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I guess. Um, and I, you know. It doesn't have to be off the list. I mean, I, I named so many people because I would Mandy, love to, I just uh, I've found it most inspiring thing in my life is to play with really cool drummers. Yeah. So I'd probably pick a cool drummer. Okay. I think. Um, man, who who would I? Oh my god! Any off the top of your head? There. Well, um, the first one that comes to mind is Steve Gadd, who's you know he's played with everybody. Uh, Bernard Purdy, maybe just to like, but that, but if if I play with Purdy, then I'm gonna want to be playing some just like funky sort of like R and B jammy sort of vibes, right? Because he's just I just want him to do the Purdy shuffle the whole time, right? Um, or I mean, so probably like you know who would be fucking wicked to jam with is uh, Brand Daler from Mastodon, the drummer from Mastodon. Dude. He he, like if you want to play some cool heavy shit, or um. Um, yeah, you know those. That's my list. You know the the famous drummer that they kind of had there was um, Vince Apice, the guy from. Whitesnake, oh yeah, and he's kind of, which was funny because I think he was just in one of the documentaries I just watched like recently. Um, but he was kind of like the one. Fa- I was surprised a lot of the drummers were campers. They were, but they were fucking awesome. That is surprising. I yeah. feel like I thought that, I thought it'd be like forty seven guitar players. Yeah, like that thing in the stadium where like they have a thousand people playing We Will Rock. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was fucking. I think it was fun, man. It was totally worth watching. Nice, I think everybody. I'm gonna watch it. it. 
I'm definitely gonna watch it. it. It'll put a smile on your face. I added it to my list, made a mental note. I'm gonna tell Dave about it. I would say too, it's it's definitely like a, it's a you can do laundry while it's on. It's not like a huge like you know you're not like sucked. Do a little folding. Why not? Do some folding. Dude, good one. Yeah, I was so excited about the fact that I was gonna tell you, and then you just took it right out from underneath me. I love that when that happens. So we've got a few things to talk about this week. Some new gear, a couple, really a couple, two couple, two pedals. And I wanted to ask, do we feel? How do you feel about the jazz bass saga? Are we ready for an update, or should we wait until there's final resolution? Um, uh, the 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 mini update is, uh, I'm gonna get money back for it. Okay, and then we're just gonna decide if this guy wants it back. Right, and that's where we're at. All right, we'll 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 check back in. Yep. And another time, why don't we talk about some new pedals that came out? Or at least one's out already. One is going to be out. Did you talk about the pedals you got last week? And then we can talk about... You no, know, actually, I did. We did talk about that Bogner last week. Okay. We talked about the Harlow and how it had, still has the Rupert Neve uh, Transformer yes, 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 and yes. all that. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple of those, And then why don't we talk about um, the little... Little upgrade I did to the, to the SG, a little, a little snafu from last week. Oh yeah, little, your your buddy Hank uh, made a little, <laughs> little ding dong head, a little whoopsie butt, butt head mistake. <laughs> you know what? I've had I've had a lot of stuff going on. You in my have, brain, dude. You have, and uh, you have. I, I'm I'm just gonna leave it there. Okay, here we go. I'm actually excited about this one. I'm excited about I'm excited about everything that we ever talk about on the show. But this one is really cool. Way huge has announced a new pedal. Which is part of their Smalls series, which is like, wait, you know, way huge always, uh, semi ironically, always had kind of a larger pedal yeah, size with those a little bit wider. These, this Smalls series is just like a little narrower, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, I like that. I think it still has a top mounted jacks and all that Save me some too. room for some other pedals. Some other pedals. And this, this, the, by nature of this pedal, it's going to save you room for other pedals because it actually combines two effects into one. And, and I like you that. know, I got to say, it's possible that this exists elsewhere. I've never seen these two particular effects smooshed together in just one pedal like this. And so the pedal is called the Attack Vector, which I think is a pretty dope name. And it is a combination phaser and envelope filter. Phaser and envelope filter. In one box. That's interesting. And they work together. So uh, it's they definitely describe it and put it in this way that it's like, you know, this isn't the kind of pedal that you get to make do, to do some like little tiny little subtle thing. Like this is a pedal that like you attack with. You know, it's called the it's called the attack vector. Uh, it has, like I said, the phase shifter and envelope filter, and they describe it as a single dangerous machine. It's got a <laughs> bunch of off kilter, twisty kind of sounds um, that they describe as bee stings and gloomy syrup and fifty shades of rude. Um, it's got, a, I think, four knobs and maybe two little switches or sub little mini knobs sort of deals. It's got a feedback knob for the intensity of the phaser, speed knob for the phaser, mm-hmm. a phase envelope switch. Uh, it's got a range for the uh, for the envelope as well as sensitivity, and then a foot switch to t- to toggle it on and off. Now you mentioned there's a switch. Yeah, that means you can't use them simultaneously. No, you do use them simultaneously. Oh, okay. I, yeah, and so that I, I think maybe that affects. I, I haven't been able to use it yet, but it's. I think that affects sort of yeah, like how. It, how much of each happens, but cool. you definitely, you definitely get, you can blend them and, or at and, least in the together. demo that I watched. I think that's all they were doing, frankly. So cool. Um, it might, I, I'm not really sure if you can get just like an only phaser sound, but phase phase pedals kind of inherently do a little bit of a frequency filter kind of thing anyway. So that's a cool yeah. one coming from way huge. Cause don't they mainly do stomp boxes? Isn't that kind of their big, their big thing? stomp boxes? Like, uh, like overdrives. Oh, like, like dirt that. pedals. Yeah, dirt. yeah. Yeah. I, well they do. I mean, they, they're really i think they're probably their most famous pedal is the delay the uh, aquapus oh really 
That, I think that's probably I the one that most people I always think of the swollen use. pickles. The swollen pickle is definitely another classic yeah. for sure. Yeah, I would, and, but they do, they definitely do make a lot of uh, just like fuzz and distortion in dirt boxes. But I would say, yeah, there's that. There's uh, they kind of they kind of do make everything. I think the other one that got a lot of attention recently was the synth pedal that they made, which I'm I still want to play. It kind of lo- in a, w- a lot of ways looks like uh, micro synth in just like a much smaller is that package. The sliders, sliders. yeah, oh, it's got like seven sliders or some cool. shit on there. I don't think I've seen that. Um, but th- dude, this one is, is the kind of pedal that's just like I, the thing I the thing I really liked about it is that it's. Like I said, they describe it as dangerous. Mm-hmm. It really sounded the best to me in the demo that I watched when it was on like dirtier, more distorted sounds. Right. I think a lot of pedals you get, and it's like they're they're good for your shimmy, underwhelming, yeah, kind of kind of deal. But then you throw them out with distortion, and it's just like you're like, oh, that's what it's supposed to sound like. And plus, the, it's our ears kind of. Yeah, this one loves the distortion, which nice. I think is cool. So yeah, um, I you know I gotta I gotta be honest, I thought I had it on here, but it's available for pre order. I don't have the price. I don't see it. Do I, 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 I want to say it was figure. like one ninety nine, okay. or maybe cheaper. I would have guessed. Yeah, like we can update that next week. I, don't I was going to guess. I right, I had that. that exact number, dude. Dude. Well, speaking of, um, I've got to say that the speaking of prices, this next pedal that I want to talk about also I don't have a price, but that's <laughs> uh, because it's not available for sale ah. yet. Because it, the, what we're going to talk about is that there's version two. So I watched the Butch Walker premier guitar rig rundown. And uh, for those who don't know, Butch Walker is singer, songwriter, producer, dude has worked with a ton of different artists from like rap to pop punk and country and all sorts of shit. And he's got a real, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't know this. I guess he had like a really ridiculous acoustic or not acoustic vintage guitar collection. Oh, sweet. And, uh, you know, he has a studio and everything and they had a, uh, massive studio fire and his entire collection burned no like all of his instruments uh-uh. and he was not properly insured so he actually no! lost heart and a lot but in the in the sort of interim like since then he's had to get shit again because he's a touring musician he records bands like that's his, his living uh he has only purchased custom shop or just like newer guitars like he, he he's not buying vintage ever again which is really interesting because it's just guy who the had, he, and he had like everything that and he also says that it was a pretty traumatic thing having his all entire vintage collection right, yeah. so yeah it's partially that partially don't want to deal with all the all the extra heartache that comes with that so um but so what in in this in live he not only plays which he plays a lot of electric but he also plays acoustic and he had this acoustic pedal that I had not seen and it's fucking rad. What does it do? Dude. So it is called the Audio Sprockets is the name of the con- uh, company Tone Dexter Two. The Tone Dexter is out and available for sale currently. The Tone Dexter Two is the one that he was like testing in the video and they've already like announced and stuff, but it's not available for sale. It's just like you can sign it's, up to be on the waiting list it's or made whatever. Though, yeah, it's or it's, at least it's being made, but there there are some beta units out in the world. Uh, so I guess this was specifically driven due to the pandemic worldwide shortage of computer chips mm-hmm. uh, following all that stuff that we've just all been living through. They had to redesign the pedal. Otherwise, they weren't going to be able to keep making it. Mm. And so the originals are no longer available. This number two is that they are now they made it way more powerful. So like, you know, stronger processing that's going on here because I, I've already I haven't told you what it is yet, but it does do a lot of digital stuff. Uh it does. Uh, it's got a new color screen, and then they've done improvements to the ease of use. The original screen just had like a red sort of like LED screen. What this pedal does is basically you plug in your. This is for acoustic guitar, sure. And you plug in like your microphone and your pickup, or however you have it set up, and you run that into this fucking pedal. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, 
it like captures that sound. You play a bunch and you do stuff with it and it, you know, basically sort of like Kemper profiler style profiles that setup on your guitar. Okay. And then what that, then what you do is you, when you go play live, you just plug an XLR cable at like at the DI direct to the front of house. And rather than, and, and you plug your acoustic guitar in from your same pickup that you're using, rather than just sounding like you're just using the pickup, it sounds exactly like it did in the studio where you had the microphone on it and you had the pickup as well on it. And you had this like beautiful, perfect blended studio sound. Whoa. Yeah. It's freaking cool, dude. It's a, they use a, they call them wave maps. It makes of your, of that your is interesting because a, an acoustic is going to be affected by the room. Big yep. time. You, Oh, it's going to be affected by the room. I mean, you're not going to get, you couldn't put a microphone on a stage and not feedback like that. Would it work? Like my acoustic has the, just the jack in the back. Correct. Just quarter inch. Yes. So you could use it like that. Or is that, it's more for if you're miking stuff and you have different distances. From so it's, you're going to say whatever guitar you're going to, you're going to be taking on the stage, you, you know, but you like, you want the best version of that sound. You take that guitar you put a microphone in front of it. You still, you, you know, at that at that level, you're not going to probably be using like a little tin, like a tinny sort of cheaper sounding pickup. Yeah. You're going to use like some sort of high resolution, sure. blah blah blah, Fishman deal. You've got that plugged in. Now, what, and it captures that sound with with the microphone all dialed in, gotcha. so that when you go to the PA in and in, in the live in the live environment. You can. It's going to sound like you've got the microphone on it, but it just is still just the same pickup that you're using all along. Holy shit! Yeah, dude. No, it's yeah, that is very wild. kind of similar to like a Kemper approach yeah. sort of thing. It also has built-in tuner, like that, a uh, boost. So if you want a little extra gain for your solos, and then it's got EQ and um, some sort of like intelligent filtering if you get any feedback stuff as well. Oh wow! Yeah. So any acoustic instrument with most active or passive piezo pickup systems, the latency is less than one millisecond, which I think would be my concern as well. If you're anytime you're running sort of like modeling sure. stuff, especially with an acoustic guitar, Ooh, the yeah. touch is super important. Um, so they've gotten that latency less than one millisecond, which is imperceptible. I guess uh, that's one of the improvements they made with this like version two. Uh, it's also got an XLR mic input with phantom power, which the original didn't have. And, um, it's got 64 available presets, including all input and output levels. Uh, you can also do stereo pickups with this thing, which is like mind blowing to me anyways, like run two pickups out of the, out of your guitar. And that's it. fucking cool. Uh, stereo effects loop, separate center, receive jacks. You can also run an aux in so you can play along with stereo input sources. And then it even has a headphone output, which you can decide to use separately as a separate stereo line output. So it does a lot of stuff. It's like, if you're going to be playing, acoustic guitar on stage it's I feel for, like great got, for touring you have, acoustic to, guitar you have to get this or yeah. even if you're not touring like if you have a good microphone and and that guitar at home you can capture that sound and then play, go at the pa at the you know coffee shop or whatever yeah. and you go if you can if you can plug your pedal in still you've got that sound and you're going to sound so much better than Damn. the person that's just using the piezo yep. sound Wow. There are a lot of pedals that sort of like by uh, like that are kind of like this by LR Bags is I can think of where they kind of like have different models of acoustic guitars built in. Yeah. And it kind of does the same thing, but this isn't the, that's not the Those same as like having presets, like though. a great microphone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, you can tweak them a little bit, but they're presets. Yeah. Having your own microphone with your own guitar and your own pickup and just capture that in a in a perfectly controlled environment and then Damn. bring that sound to any PA. That's a brilliant idea. It's really cool. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. Before. Audio sprockets, tone dexter, and again, there's actually a specific version for like bass instruments too, because you, you can do it with any acoustic instrument, right? 
Uh, it's not. It doesn't just have to be a guitar, but I think that it's mostly guitars and basses. Um, but you for. said there's this is a version two. The version two has a new color screen. It has improved processing. So the version one's out there. Though. The version one's out there, but they're it, you can get it used, but they're no right. longer selling it because they ran out of chips and they've redesigned it. Uh, the original one. Do you want to guess actually how much that that went for? The original. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say like it sounds like a pretty maybe like four hundred. 449 yeah. yeah which i would imagine version 2 might be a little bit more than that just because of inflation and everything but they haven't announced price or anything like that i'd love to try one out you know? i think it's such a wonderful idea yeah i, I kind of yeah so you could essentially record like it. in like a dead studio acoustic room mm-hmm. your sound and then that's consistently what it sounds like on stage exactly wow and you give your uh, live sound guy a way better sound than you're getting just like out of your straight piezo typically even no, no matter how good it is and a much more sort of controllable sound that they'll be able to dial in yeah or right. if you're just plugging into a freaking stick stick a uh, speaker on a stick uh then you're gonna sound better going to that too right or if you wanted to get crazy you could do it through like a big cavernous room and then have like a crazy echo effect you could absolutely you could experiment to your heart's desire and like I said, it has uh, send and return. It has a, an effects loop, so you mm-hmm. can just run your pedals Dude. or whatever you want right into it. Damn, man. yeah, I know it's pretty neat. I'm, I'm, I almost wish I played acoustic guitar live. Yeah, so I I'm like, get one of these. Mine and stays fuck at home. <laughs> uh, those are the pedals that I wanted to I like talk that. about. Hey, real quick, yeah, you, you mentioned something last week. You said you watched a rig rundown with somebody who had maybe the most impressive uh, vintage collection. Oh, that you've was ever a seen? that was a Gibson. Who was Icons, it? yeah, right. Uh, episode of um, with our buddy Mark Agnesi talking to uh, Brad Whitford of Earl Smith, and then we had a little oh, we that's had a right. Earl Smith conversation. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of Steve Perry, but obviously I knew it wasn't him. Oh yeah, but yeah, you, you mean Joe Perry? Him too. Not not, not the, the singer not the of Journey. Journey. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Uh, what made you think of that? Because you said rig rundown, oh, and then you sure. start talking about impressive uh vintage collections mm-hmm. and i was like you mentioned something i forgot who it was because i still gotta look that up brad woodford yeah you'd like that video yeah, that's I pretty and oh, I, I don't think i mentioned the most ridiculous part of that video Mm-mm. is they did it in uh an airplane hangar in front of brad whitford's plane oh you have which to. is just like the ultimate flex Let's get my plane in the yeah you, get, you, you know you, i'm gonna get my i'm gonna get my mclaren or something the yeah most, most people is like no i'm gonna i'm, I'm just, that's my plane my jet so flexing it up love it uh we want it should we talk about the sg a little bit let's do it man may a little may a little change on my my lifelong bestie i would say i would i would say too i was i at first i wasn't so sure because i'm a ding dong but then i had a little epiphany and it's it's wonderful tell us the give us the rundown okay so i've got this a long time listeners probably know my the guitar closest to my heart is a I think it's a 20 2008 Gibson SG classic I think maybe eight or something like that and I will add you were playing this when I was playing with maybe 2007 volcanoes you played that in the jazz master Master, right uh that was a guitar I got to tour with probably vampires the band that I was in that did touring and stuff and I I didn't want to I had uh when I when I first started that in that band I got I or I had I still had I was playing my Epiphone Las Paul Custom and they were like well we've got this telly and you should like play that so I was playing a telly for a while and just using the Les Paul as the backup and now after like I don't know 
less than a year of being in that band, I was like, I don't want to play this telly anymore. I'm get, <laughs> I like want to get my own thing. That's the Gibson. That guitar has been through a lot. I've played that on a lot of sh- on a lot of shows, a lot of gigs. Um, and I put a Bigsby on it probably I don't know several years ago at this hey, point. Give us the quick specs you were showing me on the pickups first. Right, so I've got I've got um it, it's a P nineties guitar P ninety guitar. It's just got a, it came stock with a, a tunematic and a stop tailpiece, but like I said, it added a Bigsby. Um, it has the stock Gibson P ninety neck pickup and then a lace. Uh, I think it's like the P nine hundred or nine oh five or something like that. It's called. Um, I was friends with the dude from Lace at the time. He hooked me up with them, and I put that in, and I really loved it, partially because. The I, I mean the the neck pickup in that guitar is just like my favorite sounding pickup I yeah. own, but the bridge pickup in that was oh it never kind of like it never really kept up with it mm-hmm. and um that one does and it's also uh noiseless it's actually a stacked like That's a du- dual P ninety deal um so it's 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 much much more quiet through like a loud amp or or on a loud stage than the neck neck pickup is with a wicked cream cover that really sets it off as the cream cover i did i wasn't sure how i liked it i like when i first did that however many years ago at this point but now i think it's cool yeah Yeah. but then so i like i said i put the bigsby on there oh i guess the last cool spec about the electronics is i have push pull pots which we've talked about on the show before because it's i call it the genital hercules mod (laughs) because it was uh i i i basically stole the idea from jimmy page it's similar to some stuff that he did except now with p90s uh but i had my good buddy max who's also since been on the show this is also done many years ago he did the mod for me before i was like comfortable with uh, the old soldering iron and he uh his band was called genital hercules so um i will call that forever that is the general hercules mod and it has two push pull pots instead of the tone pots uh if one does um series parallel with the neck pickup so i can uh, basically run the bridge pickup into the neck pickup and then to the output and it just makes it louder and beefier and nasty yeah. i demonstrated that for, for dave very earlier. cool yeah and also it has a an, a phase uh phase switch a push on a push pull pot so in the middle position it works on everything but it really is only really cool in the middle position and that is frankly one of my favorite sounds get out of that all guitar. the pluckies dude it's plucky it, it kind of like we we're saying i kind of think it sounds like a telly which is really yeah. fun um, and I actually use that setting a lot on that guitar for like clean stuff. There, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, like the neck or the in between on those, which two is are two phase. really versatile. It's a versatile fucking guitar. It's the, it is the most versatile guitar I own. I'll say it forever, especially with the P90 that's stacked. So it's like it's quiet. You know, it's like a, basically a humbucker style. Um, it kind of it kind of can do it all. But yeah, I love that guitar. But I hadn't been able to play it for a while, Dave. Yeah, and this this. This started last week when I came over, or at least I saw it last week. So uh, I, from years of just playing it and torturing it, and then also putting the Bigsby on, had officially fucked up the Tunematic bridge enough that it was like, all right, it's time to replace this thing. And I'd done a lot of research. I did a lot of looking around in terms of what's out there in the market. I thought about potentially just replacing the saddles themselves on the bridge. Uh, I didn't do that because the screws were all. Kind of, I still, I still have the bridge, you know, and it, and it is it's technically salvageable. Anything, right. But it's just, it's the the saddles are are beyond repair, and then um, I it's just it's been beat up a lot, and I felt like I wanted something a little more stable with the Bigsby, especially if this is going to be something you're going to use a lot now. You know? Maybe, yeah, it could it could become a rope the robes guitar. I'm not sure that was the original robes guitar. Actually, it didn't have the Bigsby yet. Uh, so I, the, the specifically the bridge that I wanted to get, I wanted to get something with graphite saddles because I, I don't love the idea 
of a Bigsby rocking back and forth on that sharp bearing edge of a metal tunematic style bridge, man. It sounds like like a bad idea. Recipe for disaster. And and it chewed the shit out of mine and made it all weird and wonky, and Mm -hmm. I couldn't properly like tune it and stuff anymore. So um, that's why I wanted graphite. I feel like that is the proper sort of material. Other than a roller bridge, which I gotta be, I just don't like the feel of roller bridges. Like I, I don't like the, I don't like palm muting on them. Mm. I've always, I've always disliked that. So I wanted just like the standard tunematic style bridge, but it has graphite saddles, and they, they are going to be much more sort of. I don't think lubricate is the right word, but there, there's the, the abrasion is going to work with the string much more than it would if it was just on like the nickel Good saddle call. that was yeah. on there. So that said, I found the one that I want. Uh, got in contact with my very good old friends at zounds.com who hooked me up with so much stuff and uh, they sell it but uh, they it was very very much back ordered tried to order it back ordered so I was I was waiting for this bridge for months and then it finally came Dave and I rejoiced yeah I, yeah, I remember when you bought it and you were very excited only to realize it was back back ordered because they don't typically allow me to back order things right so I put it on and I felt much dismay, I have to say. Yeah, I, I saw it last week and you had a, a bit of a problem going on there. I did. So let me let me talk about the features a little bit more of that bridge before we get there. So the like I said, it has a graphite saddles, um, but it also has something that I hadn't experienced before. I showed Dave this. The, um, the thumb wheels, the thumb screws that you typically use to set the height of the tunematic bridge, first of all, are typically knurled. They're completely smooth and flush to the um, actual bridge itself, which is an interesting design. You just, you just use a little screwdriver to adjust it from the top. Too, it's I a lot cleaner, yeah. but it also has magnets in there, and it's a much more direct one-to-one connection. So not only is it a really solid acoustic connection, when you flip your guitar over when you're restringing, your freaking bridge is never going to fall, fall off again. Off, yeah. So it's a neat little touch. Uh, but I put it on. And, uh, it just, it didn't work. And I was like, what's going on, man? Cause one of the things about that guitar, Dave, I think you'll agree is that it just, it plays magically well. It's like, it has just like the best act action of any guitar, any Gibson yeah. guitar I probably have or have ever played. There's something about it that's just like, it's so works, playable. It works with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even with my super stupidly heavy strings that I put on Which that I, guitar. I don't know. I was digging. Yeah, I, you were digging it. I think you should maybe try heavier it's, strings. It's because I'm not used to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so put it on and there was something just so wrong about the angle from the bridge to the nut that to make it tense enough to even play, I had to raise the action real high. And the string was still like kind of popping out. And it looked high. really wonky. And it looked side. really yeah. wonky. It was not it was not good. And I was like, oh no, the 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 dream is over. I gotta <laughs> figure, gotta figure this all out. out now, yeah. And I just sort of left it for a few days. You know, like I, you saw it and then I just got busy with other shit and work and whatever and I just like kind of forgot. And then I got one of those um one of those just little I get I get like a daily memories like f- photos I've taken yeah, on this on day iPhone, on my yeah. iPhone. Yeah, I get those. I like them. And uh, I I clicked it open and there were some pictures of the SG and I was looking at it, I was like, gee whiz, that looks different than I've got it right it now, easy. doesn't it? Yep. And then I I triggered in my mind a little conversation that you and I had had when you were looking at it. You're like, is it it's supposed to be like hovering and not touching right there? I was like, yeah, I know it's not. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah. Not that I knew what was wrong with it. Right. I'm just guessing. You were just looking at it throwing, and throwing uh, darts. Well, well, friend, turns out you're right on the money because I, in my infinite wisdom, 
rather than stringing it under that bar that you were noticing, I had strung it over that yeah, bar. Over the old bar, you silly. And uh, yeah, of course it's not going to work when you do that because uh, there's, there's no, the angle's wrong. Yeah, the there, angle. and there's no down. There's no down angle on the back of the bridge. <laughs> so I, 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 I. It, I thankfully was able to salvage the strings that I had on there. I was just nice. I loosened the I, from the top for the bottom strings, the wound strings. I actually took out and like fully. I'm glad you didn't removed. have to uh, buy a whole new set of strings. For Not that. even, and I have strings, but it's yeah. really more the th- dude stringing up a fucking Bigsby guitar. Not fun. Uh, no walk in the park. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's uh it's it's I I, I think you should try it sometime. <laughs> I'll watch the maybe YouTube maybe video. throw in a throw, maybe think about throwing a Bigsby on your on your luster. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. Uh I was able to do it without fully removing the strings, which was wonderful. And then yeah, I f- by the time I got to the unwound strings, I was actually even able to just like unhook it from the bottom part, even not having to like fully restri- uh, unstring it, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, but I got it through. I, I, I swept it under there. And uh, let me tell you, friends. Did you have to set it up Ooh, after baby. you or was it just like, oh, this is right? What do you mean by set it up? Um, you didn't have to raise or lower. Anything? Oh, no, I did plenty of raising and lowering the whole time and like. And I might even still more by the time you know it fully settles. Because I would have to say I played it, and you do have it in standard tuning. I kept, I kept I keeping it in standard, and I played it, and I was like, immediately, this thing plays fucking awesome. It's so great. It really plays nice. It's it's up and down the neck. It's like we were talking about. It's just the perfect level of like, if you hit the low string real hard, acoustically it'll buzz a little bit. A little bit, but like you can't hear it through the amp and it's just so smooth and low and buttery and easy to play, but you yeah. still have enough to dig in. It's not like it's not hitting the pickups yeah, or anything. Right. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very stoked. I, I do have to admit I got, I'm going to get, it's going to take a little to get used to the feel of the graphite saddles. Okay. I noticed that they're just maybe a little bit sharper. What I are the original even, saddles made of? I think it's just nickel. Okay. Nickel plated steel probably. Um, and the, those, the graphite ones, they're maybe a little uh, sharp on the edges. They're a little rounded over, but I think I might round them over a little bit more just with like a little file or yeah, something. Sure. And, then, and then it'll be perfect. I'm so excited about how it yeah. feels. And, and then I was doing a lot of wang barring and, uh, it, it kept its tune. I so. even did some amateur wang barring on it and, uh, yeah, it stayed in tune for Dude, me. I tell so. you what, if a guitar has a wiggle stick, you better dang wiggle you it. You better use once. it. Well, it's like my fender will be like out of tune in no time if I use the, that's fun though. So yeah, I'm excited to have I'm like such a I have such an important guitar to me, just like back easily grabbable and um and it feels and and, and it's like it holds up every bit to what I, I remember of it too. It's such a good stage guitar too, because it's it's lightweight. Oh, it's light. It's, it's so I mean, light. I'm so used to your Les Paul, which is a beautiful, amazing instrument, but so you pick heavy. that thing up and it's like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a killer. That might be one of my favorites. I wonder, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure if that's lighter than the 335 i don't know but the 335 just feels bigger it is a lot bigger, yeah it's yeah. bigger so it's like even if it's light you know it still is like more of a honking instrument you know and that guitar's already had a a, a bit of a headstock crack so uh you know it's road re- road ready and man. stronger than it even was yeah. beforehand yeah yeah yeah, I, 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 the amp is probably still on, making a little noise in the background. I had it on and ready for Dave to come over. I, I Dude, knew, uh, it's it was it him to get a plays little, little fucking schwang. awesome, man. And I, I wish I had played guitar in the last week because I was like, I don't know what to do. Dude, I feel the same way. I was like, I haven't played guitar, so guitar in a week right and now. definitely haven't played in standard tuning in a week. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just like, I'm, I know how to play some bar chords. Let's do it. We can always we can always hammer out some bar chords. So that's, if that's you thing. if you play a gig, you think you'll use that, and then probably another for like a backup guitar or something. Dude, the thing is, I also you know for the first practice, I I tuned up the Les Paul to standard. Oh yeah, and that's just like 
I haven't that's even such played a fucking your last cool guitar. Standard, dude. I don't think it's I in have. standard right now for you. Same strings too. <sighs> dude, I might I might look into those strings because you said you have like a tapered string on there, right? Well, like it's a tapered string. set. So rather than it's I th- I think it, I want to call it the Ernie Ball Burley, I believe mm-hmm. something like that. And it's, so it's a little bit lighter on top. I think it still goes to an eleven, and then it's heavier on the bottom string where it's like. Uh, I can't remember if it's 52 or 56. Yeah. But it's somewhere in, up there. And uh, I just, especially, well, especially for the CG, CG tuning, that's oh, why right. I, I went to that. But I, I, it turns out I actually really quite like playing the tensions standard. Nice. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not too tense where you can't bend strings or the action's all messed up. Like it feels fucking perfect. It feels, it feels really good on that guitar. Yeah. I was really, I'm really happy about I'm, that. I am worried about upgrading the gauge size because i don't want to have to do anything with the nut on my les paul mm-hmm. and that makes me nervous and i also don't want to waste money on a set of strings and then be like oh can't use these yeah i mean not like you just you just need to i mean you could we could bring it over by stingray he could have you set up in like 40 seconds it's yeah. just you just need the right set of nut files yeah all this. i know but then if i ever and then i can't go back to the lighter string after no, you can oh really yeah, you totally can oh definitely it's just a matter of it fitting in initially and then everything else should be fine. yeah doesn't have to be a tight clamp on the top of that. It, so people have different opinions and theories on that. I'd I've say seen, as long as it's not sliding out, you're fine. Right? I've seen that you're supposed to have uh, the most I've seen is that you're supposed to have the top half of the string. Oh, it's, it's, it's like as far the as the nut, depth of it. Of the depth, right? That makes sense. Okay. So you could theoretically get yourself in a place where you made it like super wide, and then you have a much skinnier string in there than that. Uh, well, like not be as exactly the same height but you know well and to be honest that guitar is old so it probably it, it may have had already like some scraping out it's probably like had not worked on it's it probably had different size life. strings on it at some point uh, exactly so i that's might one be of the okay. joys of a having a, a nice player vintage guitar man yeah it's it's, it's seen a life it's ready and you, to can, go. you can you can experiment a little bit well that's but yeah the, 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 that i'm so man. glad you got that working man because i was bummed last week and i was like Oh man, I'm not going to break so his bummed. balls too bad about this. But of all, oh, that's people, right. Yeah, I done two mods. I did that, and I changed the pickguard back to the original on my uh, telly. Uh, oh, and it, and I was like, gonna be like knocking out all my guitar you stuff right before with, I went back to work, and right then, with the uh, black and white telly. Man. I did, yeah, because I had that sort of like weird black and like a black gold paisley, paisley kind of deal on there that I got at a guitar shop or a guitar store. That's nope. cool. One more try guitar show. Sure. Yeah, and I got it for real cheap too. But yeah. I I went back to the white, and I love it the looks classic so, white. It looks so much better with the maple. Yeah, it's yeah. badass, dude. Yeah, and it's and it's you know it's an '84, so it's got it's it's seen some age and some smoke, so it's it's like a slightly yellowed white. Oh it's yeah, not just like a yeah, a, it's an off white, pure for clean sure. white. Yeah, I've, both of us are just kind of looking at that SG now. It's like that's just such a a sick sick rock and roll shape. When I look it? at that guitar, I mean, I'm like that thing is it's re- it's all set in yeah. my opinion. You know, I, I'm like there. I would never change nothing. anything. Yeah, unless and I've already I I've broken a couple maybe one or two tuners I've broken and I've had just like I've luckily found the exact replacements online because they are the special little like pearl button ones. Yeah, those break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's seen a life and I've got yeah, I've got locking tuners. It's 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 fully it's fully decked out. That guitar is a rock and roll machine, man. Uh, that's I don't ever need I never I I want, but I don't ever need another P90 guitar. That does what yeah. I want out of that. Right. Agreed. You know what else I agree about? Heck see, of an episode, It's the end of the show. I think so. It, we're hitting 6 o'clock right on the dot. It's dark as shit outside. It is nighttime. I don't know if you noticed, the, the sun creeped out for like it did. 45 seconds And today. I was like, oh. 
I was like, I'm a, I for, first of all, I was like, I forgot the sun exists. And yeah. then I was like, maybe I should get outside. And, and then it was gone. I think that's why it's it's been a bit of a depressing week with just like overcast and rain every single day. All, or Snow. sleet. Yeah. Uh, so, friends, we love you. We love each other. Love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Thanks for asking me about that guitar. I love talking about oh, yeah. that thing. Dude, anytime. And uh, we'll check back in on the Jazz Bass Saga next week. Yep. And if you did make it to the end of this episode, we thank you for being with us. We love making the show. Thank you, guys. And that you stuck with, around with us. And if you did make it to the end, why don't you go make some music? <laughs>